0: to a very special bonus episode of Love What I Love.
1: Oh man, we're going crazy.
0: Oh yeah, switching up the format big time. Uh, So we figured, since we just released our episode on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey, we ended up watching Bill and Ted 3, which we purposely left on the back burner because we didn't want to taint that episode with our thoughts on the new movie.
1: Yeah, most of you know what happened with Willy Wonka, so we didn't want that happening. Yeah, I
0: just thought it would have been a mess. Um, But we ended up watching Bill and Ted face the music and then we figured why not just do a fun little quick bonus review episode This is gonna be very different than our normal episodes. It's gonna be a lot shorter Mm -hmm. Less structured. We didn't do any kind of pre-research. We're not gonna follow any of our formats We're just kind of kind of riff for a little while and just kind of give our thoughts on this new movie Because I think it kind of will complement our thoughts on the first two movies uh, a little bit better
1: most definitely
0: it will be a most triumphant return to this format. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, as many of you know, Bill & Ted Face the Music was released a few weeks ago. Um, It's doing really well. Uh, Made a lot of money. Um, Seems to be getting really good reviews. Uh, If we go by Musha's favorite website, Rotten Tomatoes, we see it at a, you know, it's hovering around the 80% range, which is pretty crazy, especially for a comedy sequel that's ever come out.
1: It's all a conspiracy.
0: Um, And leading up to this movie, uh, I have a weird personal rule where if I know for a fact I'm going to watch a movie that's coming up, I just will not watch the trailer. Mm -hmm. I just think trailer makers are gone way too overboard lately. They reveal way too much trailers. We now have teasers to trailers. We have teasers to teasers, then we have teasers, then we have a first trailer, then we have trailer two, then we have trailer three. Honestly, for most modern movies, you end up getting the whole goddamn thing fed to you in little bite sizes before you watch it. Totally. And I hate that, and then especially with the comedy when jokes are supposed to, you know, hit you by surprise. You don't want to see the jokes ahead of time, and then all of a sudden. So I hadn't watched a single trailer from this I purposely didn't even want to hear what Keanu and Alex Winter sounded like as Bill and Ted until we started this movie. So when we rented it, we went in just completely fresh.
1: Yeah, I actually did like that. We had just watched the first two, like, yeah, like you yeah. said, our memories were fresh. We remembered one and two very well. So. Yeah, it was a
0: day later. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't twenty years later. All of a sudden, I'd be like, oh yeah, I kind of remember that throwback to the first one. Right. Um, so honestly, right off the bat, I. I love everyone involved with this movie, and I'm happy it's a success. But I gotta say, for me, I was disappointed as a huge Bill and Ted fan. Oh,
1: I'm so sorry. Yeah, I
0: just—it just did not have the magic. Like, I—I mm-hmm. I couldn't really put my finger on it at first. It took me a little bit of time to think about it. But, but I mean, and we'll stay spoiler-free on this because it's still a pretty new movie, so we won't go like deep and like, ruin the whole thing. But it wasn't a terrible idea for a plot. Um, I was a little disappointed because the plot does kind of just follow, it follows the formula of excellent adventure for half the characters, and then it just seems to do a lot of Bill and Ted's bogus journey stuff for fan service but i didn't see a lot new in it personally and the reason i loved bogus journey if you remember from the episode is that it doesn't copy excellent adventure at all mm-hmm. i thought the fact that you make a sequel to a time travel movie and not make it about time travel is ballsy mm-hmm. like if back you know what i mean like yeah. that's crazy like a studio would be like no you can't you got to make a time travel so i get why they went back for the time travel angle on this and everything but it felt a little uninspired and also it's just like, Bill and Ted, they're, the essence of the characters seem to have been lost for me, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie w- took itself very seriously. And it's, you know, the basic plot, uh, Bill and Ted still have never written the, the song that's supposed to unite humanity. They're now in their 50s. Um, and they've kind of just become, like, sad losers who have been so caught up on doing this. And the entire movie, they are, you know, basically struggling with, like, a depression uh, they're worried that they're going to lo- lose their wives, they're worried they're not going to save the world, and they just seem to be very down and worried the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing about the Bill and Ted movies is that even when they're dead and facing death, even when everything is stacked against them, they think the whole world is going to crumble, they're still happy-go-lucky dudes with an optimistic attitude who see the best in every moment. And I just didn't get that out of this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How did you feel watching them?
1: Yeah, I, I felt that there was something missing from those characters. I don't know. It I think it was a combination, though, about how it was written, like how those characters were written, but also. And it might just very well be the fact that they're older and it doesn't it just doesn't work. Um, but I will argue that. Keanu kind of seemed a little checked out, in my opinion. A little bit. Um, because I thought that... Alex Winter? Yeah, I thought Alex actually did a really great job. I, of I, <laughs> I did
0: enjoy watching him come back as Bill. Yeah, I um, felt like he
1: delivered his lines pretty well. and
0: Yeah, and I don't know. It Believable, you know? like um, I'm actually like, I think it's it didn't work because it took itself too seriously and was trying to tell this story about aging mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And, I mean, what I love about Bill and Ted... It, is not the plot. It's, <laughs> it's the moment-to-moment dialogue. It's the funny scenes. It's yeah. it's like the quirkiness of it. It's not necessarily. I'm worried about Bill and Ted and how they're gonna end up by the end of the movie. And this movie was really caught up on just like them fulfilling this prophecy. It, it was just a little too grand, in my opinion, in terms of how serious everybody was taking the plot.
1: Yeah, and I would also argue, too, that this was a little predictable for me, whereas the other ones, I didn't know what the hell was going on, and that might have been part of the entertainment factor. Yeah,
0: yeah, like, it was kind of... They tried to have a little twist at the end, and I said, we're not going to ruin anything, but it was pretty easy to see it coming, in my opinion. Um, But, like, literally, like, Keanu Reeves doesn't smile (laughs) until the last scene of the movie. Yeah. And what makes Ted... So, especially, is just, like, that big, goofy grin he always had, and, like little examples in the movie like you know they would always take a moment to kind of compliment something and uh-huh. you know they're talking to god and then the first thing that comes to these two genuine characters head is to compliment them on how much they love earth <laughs> you know what i mean like they're they're there for a mission in bogus journey yeah and in this is just they they were just such sad sacks the whole movie and it just didn't translate well to me
1: right yeah it didn't it didn't do it do it for me either and the jokes just weren't landing i i don't even think they were really like It didn't seem like a lot of effort were put behind the jokes, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: there were some okay jokes. Like, in the beginning, I did actually get some chuckles in that opening wedding scene. I thought uh, Missy marrying Ted's little brother was very funny. Oh, yeah,
1: that was hilarious. Um,
0: I think anything to do with Missy is real funny. Yeah. Um, One thing I learned, though, um, just, like, through osmosis of reading stuff um, with the the writers, a lot of it didn't really... Um, gel continuity-wise with the end of Bogus Journey. Mm -hmm. If you remember at the end of Bogus Journey, we see all those newspaper clippings where, you know, air guitar gets rid of all carbon emissions. And so if you were to follow that to this movie where nothing has been accomplished by their music and they're just losers who never did anything, it doesn't really make sense with all that. But, and I kind of find this kind of annoying. So the writers apparently... Uh, Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon the guys who created all this they had nothing to do with that ending of Bogus Journey they oh, really? they wrote the script right up until that very end concert and then it was the production company and the editor they thought of those jokes and thought it would be funny to put those in all the magazine covers Oh, so th- none of that was their idea and they were actually pretty annoyed because they basically said like you guys kind of ruined any chance to make a third movie because you closed it out so definitively with these with these uh, newspaper oh. clippings uh, I can understand that perspective, but I kind of think those newspaper clippings are some of the funniest stuff in the movie, and I love it because it did give me a nice feeling of finality of the Bill and Ted franchise. Uh-huh. Like the like I said in the Bogus Journey episode, the first one's funny and it ends in like a little funny joke where it's like you were gonna save the world, and then they suck, and it goes they get better. But then I love that they actually you see how that happens in Bogus Journey. And then because the writers didn't like that, they wrote this movie as if those end credits never happened.
1: That's dumb. Come uh, on, I know suck it up. You have to
0: just deal with the continuity. <laughs> because even when they were naming everybody who Missy married, that scene was funny. But I was like, wait a minute. She marries the anomalous at the end of Bogus Journey, the villain. Right. But that that's only in the newspaper headlines. It's not in the movie. So the writers didn't see that as continuity. So I just kind of <sighs> feel like they shot themselves in the foot by not just dealing with it and dealing with that continuity.
1: I also don't think that it... can. It ruins any chance of a sequel. Like those clippings, you could build off of them. I
0: know, yeah. So I think as I think,
1: impro- I- as improvisers, they should have known that.
0: Yeah. So yes,
1: and man. So that
0: made more sense to me because I was like, they're kind of picking and choosing the continuity from this franchise about mm-hmm. what they want to do. Um, and then the other thing that just really, I mean, the movie was clearly very cheap. The budget was not high. But the thing about the original, I mean the second one had a high budget, so I'm not talking about that one, but Excellent Adventure, it was really low budget, but because of the practical special effects of the 80s, like they always had to get creative on how to like hide hide the seams that we talked about. Mm-hmm. But in the problem with modern movies today with that are um, special effects driven, when they're cheaper, it just looks like cheaper animation Mm -hmm. there there's not as much of that creative flair of like oh did you know that they you know attached a 2 by 4 to the bottom of the camera to move it around because they didn't have a proper gimbal like that's something from evil dead you know like yeah like there was a lot of creativity back then but to me this just seems like they just like went with a cheaper animation house who charged them less money and then everything looked real fake i Mm. mean the all the there's a there's a time traveling robot where every time he would transform it just looked like trash and it's just like it just like kind of lost some of its charm to me. It really felt like a TV movie, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm. Um, it just felt real small. Like I don't know. Like I know I said the plot was too grand, and like <laughs> so in the in the dialogue, like I feel like they tried to because the whole idea is that now not only will Earth not be united, but space and time will fold in on itself. Right. And I, they didn't really do much with that. I thought it was funny in the beginning watching Babe Ruth and George Washington switch places, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cute. But then I think they should have. The movie was too all over the place for me. Yes, they didn't really explore that concept too much. Like they could have done more fish out of water things. The way we saw all the historical figures in the mall in the first movie, like we didn't actually see any consequences of what was George Washington like in 2020. What did Babe Ruth do when he was when he was trans? It was just like a funny visual gag, and then they cut away.
1: Again, I think it boils down to your earlier point where they were trying to do too many things. So in that aspect, it is two grand, whereas the first and second movies were pretty simplistic, <laughs> like, yeah. in, in a sense.
0: Yeah, and, like, yeah, it was just kind of an excuse for set pieces, and I didn't, and I want to preface this, I didn't think this was, like, trash. Like, I've seen a lot of comedy sequels that have come out later that I just couldn't even believe that they thought that it was a finished movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at Zoolander 2, I'm looking at Dumb and Dumber 2, I'm, look I'm looking at Joe Dirt 2, oh, all of these movies looking at you. were <laughs> like, abysmal compared to the first one. Like, I was just watching them being like, what the fuck are we even doing here? They just repeat jokes. They repeat scenarios. I don't think this falls into that category. I do think they at least somewhat tried to make it a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I appreciated everyone being there. Um, and even though I don't think they had enough to do in the movie, I do think the... Uh, the people playing Bill and Ted's daughters actually did a pretty good job. Especially the girl who played little Ted. Yeah, little Ted. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought she was doing a pitch-perfect Keanu Reeves impersonation.
1: I also agree with that. To me,
0: it seemed like she just watched those first two movies over and over and over again (laughs) until she had his mannerisms down. Because she she felt like a perfect version of a little Ted. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I I appreciated the daughters, but again, I didn't really see. I thought it was gonna be. They tried to button it up in the end and have it be more of a father daughter bonding really experience, wasn't. but I don't think it was at all. So I that missed yeah. it missed on that front. A
0: big a big for me. crux of the plot is that basically it, this happens early on, so it's not a spoiler. But Bill and Ted go to couples therapy with the princesses and find out from. Future versions... Or they find out that basically the princesses are going to leave them. Yeah. Um, And then the whole movie is them going on a journey to try and basically... Yes, write the song, but also keep their wives from leaving them. See, that's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) But if you're going to make a movie focused on the daughters, it should have... I think they should have just... I mean, all these movies do the princesses no justice. Um, I don't know about you, but I felt like there was a lot of cut content with the princesses in this. Mm -hmm. Because they go on their own adventure, but we never see any of it. So I was like, why even send them on an adventure if it means nothing? Right. They just show up every once in a while for a quick second. And then in one line of dialogue at the end, they wrap it all up. Yeah. And I just found that to be real lazy. Um, So I just feel like, listen, if you're already going to shaft the princesses again... Uh, which is fine, because the movies aren't about them. Yeah. You, they should have made it some kind of tension between father and daughter, and then the movie was about that. Like, you know what I mean? It just seemed like the daughters were just there, just to just to be like, look, we have young versions of Bill and Ted. Yeah. Bill and Ted have a, a completely separate adventure that has nothing to do with them, and then they meet up together at the end. Yes. You know? And yeah, like, they're trying to help their dads, but it just seemed like an excuse to redo the first movie. Just to go find historical figures. Yeah. Have a couple funny scenes, and then... Very,
1: you know, hand-picked <laughs> on the studio end. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> historical yeah. Historical figures or oh, yeah, whatever. Was,
0: yeah, yeah, I was saying uh, when we were watching it that it felt like a very uh, picked-by-committee to make sure we don't offend anyone historical right. choices. Because, you, know, you know, they didn't want to just focus only... It's all about them getting famous musicians, so, you know, they would have got slack if it was a lot of white musicians, even though Bill and Ted love rock and roll, which... Or, like, they love the era of rock and roll where it was a lot of white people. Right. You know, so they they purposely go with, you know, John Coltrane, Jimi Hendrix. Um, I forget who the Asian mm. woman is. Uh, a famous... Flute player. Yeah, a famous flute player. So it just seemed like they were touching on the basis, which I'm fine with, but I just found that funny where I think that that was a long conversation of, like, who are we including? Right. And who are we excluding?
1: Yeah, it just seemed like a lot of work for something that, to me, came off of, you know, we think these characters are cool and we're gonna build off of that here it's kind of like okay we made this this franchise ended up being very profitable for us so let's give people what they liked about it before add in a couple things and just like make a bunch of money like it just didn't feel like it was a passion project
0: yeah. Whereas
1: the other two did.
0: Yeah. Which is weird because it kind of was because they wrote this in 2010 and they've been spending 10 years trying to get it made.
1: I, I think that they wrote it and it got changed. <laughs> like I Maybe what they originally had was uh, But even was on just like different. a
0: base level, like I was even just looking forward to hearing like new Bill and Ted-isms. Mm-hmm. Like, th- yes. you know, the way they would use... Like a, a word like most or excellent, but then they would co- follow it with like a four syllable like you know like a ten dollar word, you exactly. know. And that happened all throughout the first movie, the first two movies. And I feel like it just didn't. They gave them more to the daughters, which I appreciated, but also like they're Bill and Ted. They're not going to grow out of that. They're going to keep yeah. talking like that. And the one example I could think where I I literally yelled at the TV. I was like, Did the writers forget that Bill and Ted have catchphrases? Because <laughs> they fi- they see their daughters after not seeing them for a long time, and he goes, Ted goes up to her and he's like, Hey how you doing? And she goes, good. And he goes, no, seriously, how you doing? And it's like this moment. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, does everybody forget that Bill and Ted's catchphrase is, how's it going? <laughs> like, like, could that not have just taken a pass of being like, Hey, I don't, I actually think they always ask people how it's going, not how yeah. are you doing? And I know that's, that's nothing. That's not a reason they hate a movie, but it's yeah. just, there was a lot of little moments like that where I'm like, they forgot how these characters talk. Mm which is weird because these movies are on film, so you can just pop the DVD in and, and get, you know... like. Damn,
1: Andy, shots fired everywhere. So,
0: <laughs> I don't know. I know, I see a lot of the praise it's getting is, like, people are like, this is a movie with a great message in a time where we need that, and it's like, sure... But the message is, I mean, the message has always been be excellent to each other. Like, right. it's not that complicated. Like, I don't think we've got to give it full on props because it's a movie that's about, let's be optimistic as a as a society. Yes. Like, sure, yes, we need that. But it doesn't make it a good movie.
1: Yeah. And that just reminds me of the whole argument about are movies supposed to be telling stories or do they always have to have a lesson like... Are, you, are we really leaning on Bill and Ted to teach us about Yeah, like <laughs> uniting the world? Like, that's not, I don't think what that movie, we shouldn't be looking to that movie to teach us. It's fine if it has it, it's a great compliment, but I don't think we should be moving, looking to movies and TV shows to teach us every single freaking thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, and
0: also just because it has a message you agree with doesn't mean it was done in like a clever or not, like, you know, not yeah. that it was, if it was done subtly and clever and you were like, oh shit, I actually didn't think of that. But like, yeah, they just yeah. like, they're like, yeah, we, we love everybody. And then everyone comes together and then, oh, wouldn't the world be better if we all held hands? Yeah. It's like, yeah, sure it would, but it doesn't make your movie good. Oh,
1: yeah. All this to say, it's fine to have those lessons, but like, have a good movie also. Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> um, and like, I say this all the time with comedies, cause you know, you can't tell somebody what they're going to laugh at. And like, when the movie ended, I was like... As much as I could find things that I think were good and things that I think were bad, when it all boiled down to the end of this ninety-minute movie, I was like, I just wasn't laughing. Yeah. Like I was just kind of like just getting through scenes. Like I didn't find any of it that hilarious. And it seemed like a lot of the humor was just like, here's Bill and Ted in a fat suit. Here's Bill and Ted in a muscle suit. Like it's just like that's not why those characters are funny.
1: Yeah. And like when
0: Keanu Reeves has like a bucket on his head and falls off the balcony, and I was like, like that's not really. Like, they're stupid, but they're not, like, that stupid.
1: Right. Like, that's why I was confused. When the movie ended, I turned to you and I was like, who was this movie for? Like, I just didn't know. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) There wasn't enough for the hardcore, like, Bill and Ted fans who love the original. And then it also felt like it was for, like, a new age of kids growing up for them like their kind of humor like it just felt all over the place to me
0: and i remember in leading up to this they talked about how they originally didn't have william sadler in mind when they wrote the script he plays Mm. death and then he expressed interest in returning his death so they wrote him into the movie a that's very obvious because (laughs) it's a huge detour and it really doesn't change much in the movie um and then b i'm sorry william sadler but you did the wrong accent We just watched Bogus Journey. I'm very aware of how you talked in that movie, and you're doing a completely different nation's accent. Wow! I don't know what you did in the first one. I don't know if it was Swedish or or something. Yeah. But in this movie, you just changed it. You talked so different, and I was just like, I was just like, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. And just back to like the not following the continuity that well. In in Bogus Journey, these characters die, and when they meet death, they're in limbo. They're Mm -hmm. in that moment. When you die, if you believe in this, before you go to heaven and before you go to hell, you're kind of judged by death. Right. Then they go to hell because Missy thinks they're evil demons and reads from a a book that can ward evil spirits down to hell. Right. In this movie, everyone who dies instantly goes to hell. And we're talking about Bill and Ted's daughters. We're talking about this and, like, like...
1: So, we're sending Louis Armstrong to hell here? Yeah, like it's just
0: like, and I was just like, you guys like forgot there was an extra step that made this more clever. Right. It just seemed like, oh, hell was popular in the first movie. Let's get these guys back in hell for a few minutes. Right. And then I was just like, I feel like you just, you're just, uh, it's like just fan service. It's not, it's not like an original original thing. So, I'm actually really surprised this has a lot of good reviews because it just seemed like. Like, it was forgettable. Like, yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to be popping that in. We rented it for $20. They said, do you want to buy it for 25 And, like, part of me almost wanted to. And then I was mm. like, let me just see if I like it. And then if I want to buy it, I'll buy the Blu-ray. Oh,
1: okay. I, I was going to say.
0: I don't want to buy the Blu-ray.
1: Yeah, this was a yo-wo for me. You only watch once, for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love Keanu. I, you know, the John Wick movies are great. I'm very excited for him uh alex winter is he actually seemed like he wanted to be there so that was pretty cool yeah um, i
1: really appreciated alex he was probably my favorite part of the movie and i also think maybe we thought Bill, uh keanu was weird because he shaved his face for this i thought ted could have had a beard in this like
0: <laughs> i think you needed to cause- <laughs> oh keanu man i love you but i I don't know if they made you look bad on purpose but you yeah, look like But like Botox he looks city. great
1: everywhere else. Like yeah, he, I literally he's, just he's saw he's him gorgeous so... in every
0: picture you see and then I saw this and I was like why is your face so like flat? Like you look yeah. like you just injected a bunch of collagen in your face. I
1: don't know what was going on. I mean,
0: maybe I, you know what I never actually looked into it. They could have just done that for comedic purposes to like made him look worse than he does.
1: Do you think maybe they did that thing to make people look younger? You know how they do that on some people's oh, faces I don't in think movies? So, cuz he
0: didn't look young. Yeah, and was. also based on this movie's budget, I don't think they could have done that. Mm. I don't they, know. They, they talked about potentially doing a CGI George Carlin, you know, a la Star Wars with Peter yeah. Cushing and and Carrie Fisher, and then. I feel like they were like, you know what? Actually, we want to respect his legacy, and I'm I'm all for that. But having seen the budget of this movie and the special effects, there is no fucking way they could have <laughs> afforded to do it. So I think it just came down to them being like, yeah, that's a way too expensive process to make it look proper. You know, like yeah. I didn't like it in Star Wars. I thought it was creepy to watch a dead man speak, but it did look like it. <laughs> it looked like Peter Cushing was in that movie. It was very impressive. And hmm. the morality of it's a little bit weird to me. I don't really want a bunch of dead actors to be showing up in movies all of a sudden. Right. But at least it looked good. This uh, just say uh, like it, yeah, the like everything was so fl- like all the future scenes were so flat and bland. Like remember seeing the future in Bogus Journey? They all had those crazy outfits and everything was colorful and like this one, everything was just dry, white, gray, silver. Yeah. Big empty rooms. Like they were always in these giant rooms with nothing in them. It just like.
1: And I would also argue that the people in the future who know what Bill and Ted's destiny are and are kind of like trying to get the Bill and Ted to do what they are meant to do. Yeah. I would say that they're too aware of themselves. Like I felt like in the Bill and Ted movies... Those guys were kind of like, this is our reality. We're weird, like that's yeah, who we are. Exactly, yeah. And these people just felt normal, like normal future people. They I just felt like
0: normal people from today. Exactly. Like Kristen Shaw just spoke like Christ- like you know what I mean? Like, I
1: didn't like that at all.
0: Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't get because like even like Rufus doesn't act like Bill and Ted in the first two movies, but he talks like them. He yes. goes, "Greetings, my excellent friends," and all this other stuff, and like nobody talks like that.
1: Yeah, it would have just been like, you know, if they launched them on this mission like you must find it man because it's most excellent Blah, blah. like if they yeah. would talk to them like that like at least that would have been some extra humor to have in the yeah
0: film. and you know but it's...
1: it didn't seem like they were from the future that loved bill and ted
0: <laughs> like, And it, it, it like, that's like supposed to be i guess the point because it's like oh the future that rufus said but i don't want to get too deep into like why the time travel doesn't make any sense but then like i just i can't make heads or tails of that plot yeah because we've already seen like up to that and So, if (laughs) Bill and Ted didn't make the the song when they were young, how come in Bogus Journey, the statue of Bill and Ted at Bill and Ted University is them as young men? Right. Like, why would they be celebrated at that age if, by the time they're in their 50s, they're still losers who never did what they said they were going to do? Exactly. It just, like, it opened up too many worms for me, man. Like...
1: I feel like they could have just been like this was a song you had written just never performed or I, I th- don't know like I
0: just would have loved like the way Bogus Journey isn't a time travel movie it's a movie about the afterlife yeah like we should have just done fucking Bill and Ted get you know bitten by a werewolf and become werewolf. like we should have just gone so different <laughs> like no time travel like like Bill and Ted fucking you know, in the zombie apocalypse. Like, yeah. just something so different that we would have been like, whoa, this is the third one? Hilarious. Yeah. I
1: mean, I, I think you could have just, like, left it be. Like, they did they did accomplish this, and this is their life after that. Like, it, yeah. that would have just been a fun or adventure. Just a,
0: yeah, just a new adventure. Like, you know, it's because yeah. it's, it's, I just love that the second one isn't them getting in a time machine and traveling yeah. around. And then they did it for the third one, and I was like, it kind of followed the sequel route here.
1: So, we're not happy with this one,
0: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I,
1: I You started it out so soft, like, I didn't hate it, blah, blah, blah. No, I like... definitely don't
0: hate it. I definitely don't, like, because, yeah. like, I wasn't angry while watching it. It was just forgettable.
1: I'm kind of on the more intense spectrum where I just did not like it at all. And for someone who didn't love the first two, the first two I actually appreciate them way more <laughs> after watching this. I didn't like it.
0: yeah and like uh, like i was just so excited to see the fully formed wild stallions and what happened to them (laughs) and like these writers seem to forget that the princesses were in the band i don't know why they weren't involved in the writing of this great song because they were in the band station was not even brought up at all they say the word station at the end yeah but like the actual character of station isn't there you know yes the they address death a little bit of him leaving the band and all that but i was just like like I just wanted to I just wanted it to open up so weird. I wanted it to open up with them hanging out with the aliens mm-hmm. station and all this. Yep. And yeah, I just I don't know. And then this isn't a spoiler for the ending, but holy fuck does this movie end fast. <laughs> I thought I thought we were gonna get some nice wrap up, you know, the way an end of a trilogy would be where we kind of see a final moment with our characters, but they solve the problem and then a quick voiceover comes in and be like, and that's how we did it, and then boom, right the credits. And Freaking... I was like I was like, What? Like <laughs> like nothing, no wrap up? It's cause that's my least favorite part of the Karate Kid movies. Mm. It, I love those movies, and every single one they the competition ends, Daniel's holding the trophy and then cuts the credits. <laughs> and I'm like, I want like one scene of him and Miyagi like reflecting, you know? Like, like totally. let's, let's get them back at the house and like have a one final like character-to-character character moment. Mm-hmm. And it always ends so fast, and I always feel let down by that. Yeah. And that's how I felt with this. Where I thought we'd at least get that Bill and Ted and their daughters jamming out one last time. Like like in the garage, you know, just plugging in their amps. We are wild stallions. You know, just right. anything to bookend it. But it was literally just like, and that's how we did it at the end. Right. And I was like, that ending did not do anything for me.
1: You know, n- <laughs> this is kind of doing a beyond the credits, but I also think another possible story could have been you know, they b- tried to bring in evil usses again as well. That's another thing they tried to tap into. Sort
0: of, yeah. But
1: if we're talking about making this like a father-daughter journey, what if it was like the daughters had an evil usses and the fathers had an evil usses and it was just like them trying funny. to find each other again?
0: Or, you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. And I'm really surprised. Like, the type of fan service I would have wanted to see, and I actually was really surprised it didn't go this route and this could go down to the special effects again. Mm-hmm. I... Kind of really thought we were going to get a scene of Bill and Ted going back in time and talking to the 1988. Oh, Bill and Ted. that would
1: have been so awesome. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: Because these movies are all about Bill and Ted talking to each other. And totally. it happens in this a lot. There's a lot of Bill and Ted's, but they always go in the future. And I was like, really? You guys couldn't do one like green screen? Yeah. Like, like just put them, put bring them to the circle K, like that first scene when they first meet the second pair yeah. of Bill and Ted's. Like, I was really shocked we didn't go there and I was like if we're gonna do fan service that would have at least been like a cool thing to see to see Keanu looking at his young self whoa you know like, totally and oh. just
1: I think we wrote about five <laughs> we pitched about five uh, alternatives to this movie yeah, just that I am a, more of a fan of a movie that watched. I've like
0: my whole life I always speculated what could a third villain that be they announced it over a year ago I kind of spent so much excitement like I knew there was a possibility it wasn't gonna be good I'm not Naive. Like, I'm like, yes, it's a third movie coming out 25 years later. Yeah. This very well could suck. Um, but I just did not think it was going to be flat. Like, you know, I just thought it was going to be bold and it would be either good or bad. And I don't think it was bold at all. Yeah.
1: My closing statement would just be if you had told me that this movie was written not by the creators, I would have believed you.
0: Yeah. I kind of <laughs> think the same thing. So. Um, so, yeah, it was, you know, in parts, it was nice seeing them together. But all in all, yeah, I just have to give this one a pass. Um, This does not get the love what I love treatment. I think you're better off just renting the first two, buying the first two, and just enjoying some Bill and Ted. R.I.P. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that was our first bonus episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I think we're going to do more of these as time goes on, especially if they're relevant to episodes we just did. Totally. Um,
1: Let us know if you agree with us. Shoot us an email at lovewhatilovepodcast at com.
0: Yeah, maybe. If you love the movie, and we are we love, like, like, good old-fashioned debating. Like, we're not mad at people for liking things we don't like. <laughs> and I understand this movie's getting a lot of good reviews, so if anyone wants to come and challenge your points, please do. I would love to see why you love this, and mm-hmm. then, you know, and. Yeah, that's it. Cool. All right. Be excellent to each other.